Welcome back to Empathy Always Wins. Today, we have an extremely phenomenal guest on the show by the name of Pete Bombaki. I'd just like to take a moment before we start the show as we did ask for your reviews on the last episode. This was one of our favorite, and I quote, I just want to say thank you. As a college student growing up in America with a Middle Eastern background, I've always struggled to find role models or people that inspire me who have similar backgrounds and stories. This podcast is honest, it's real, it's relatable, and there's so much you can learn from Ali and the guests he brings. I will continue to listen as this inspires me as a person trying to do good in the world, to show empathy and make a difference. Written by Hannah Denno. I just want to say thank you, Hannah. This is actually very personal and an honor to receive. All right, let's get back to the show. Pete Bombaki is a passionate grassroots brand builder and the founder of General Project. Fuck. Back to Pete Bombaki. Pete is a passionate grassroots brand builder and the founder of the Genwell Project, the human connection movement working to remind people of the importance of social connection and inspiring them to take action. Pete has served in senior level roles in both the for-profit and the non-for-profit sectors and prior to founding the Genwell Project, he served as country director of Movember Canada, where he oversaw its launch and position as the largest fundraising campaign globally for five years, which he actually raised over $142 million for. Wow. He is charismatic. I love Pete and I know him on a very personal level. He's a visionary business leader who believes that by doing the right thing every day, exceptional results are created and harnessed. Without further ado, this is my conversation with Pete Bombaki. Let's dive deep into it. This episode is brought to you by Empowering Media. Empowering Media is a Canadian boutique social media agency delivering results to purpose-driven change makers and social enterprises in our global community. Hashtag create to empower to join the movement. Thank you so much, Pete, for coming on the show. It's, uh, it's, uh, I, I remember meeting you at Tech Toronto, and I never really imagined that we would be here having this conversation right now, especially that you've just sent me an email asking me to become an ambassador on the Genwell project. But before talking about the Genwell project, I would love to know a little bit more about who you are for the audience that really may not have heard of your name before and what you've done, because I know you've done a lot of incredible things. Can you talk a little bit more about yourself and feel free to brag as well? <laughs> Thank you, Ali. Honestly, um, kudos to you because uh, one of the things we often say with the Genwell project is have the confidence to go first because a lot of times amazing things happen when we have the confidence just to say hello to somebody and start a conversation. And after I gave a little bit of pitch, a bit of a pitch about Genwell project at uh, Tech Toronto, you were kind enough to come up and tell me how inspired you were by, by what we were doing with the, the human connection movement. Um, so thank you for the time and the opportunity to talk about this, to give everybody a little bit of a background on me. Um, you know, I'm the founder of the Genwell Project, the human connection movement that I launched about three years ago, and we'll go deeper into that. But prior to, uh, to doing that, and really the inspiration behind the, the whole human connection movement was uh, my career, as I spent uh, 20 years in the 
uh, beverage alcohol industry, marketing and selling wine, liquor, and beer. And, you know, what was really powerful when I now look back in hindsight about my time in those industries or that segment of industry um, was what I saw when people came together. You know, people were the most happy when they were connecting with other people, whether that was in a bar, at a community event, in a restaurant. People are happiest when they're together. And I even, you know, using an alcohol analogy or example is, you know, happy hour wouldn't be so happy if you weren't surrounded by a bunch of people. So cheap drinks without friends really, you know, isn't what people are looking for. What people really want is human connection in their lives. After I spent uh, 20 years in, in that industry, I went over and, and led the uh, Canadian Movember campaign. And over the course of five years, raised $142 million for men's health, but more importantly, uh, raised the awareness and consciousness of men about the importance of their health. Had an amazing team of people who were all focused on you know, building connections and, and really connecting people face to face because we had the conduit of a mustache that actually made people feel like we were all part of one team. Again, reinforcing for me the power of human connection. And during my time at Movember, I had an opportunity. We added men's mental health as one of the, uh, the issues that we supported. Mm-hmm. And in that time and talking to a lot of the experts, whether it was mental health or health in general, I always heard a lot of the experts speaking about the importance of social connection in our lives, mm-hmm. both as a preventative uh, force and also in recovery from, uh, from a mental health issue. And... Um, what I thought about um, was that I didn't see anything out there that was really focused on the preventative aspect of social connection. There wasn't a cause or a campaign or a movement or a charity uh, that was focused on it. First off, selling prevention is always difficult, but one of the things I recognized is connecting with other people makes you and it makes you healthy. So I thought to myself, well, why don't we launch a movement that actually will inform people about this information because none of us were ever educated on this because it's only in the last 20 years with the advent of technology that we've all had to wake up to just how disconnected we are as a society and the impact that it's having on our lives. So, you know, it's kind of the combination of, you know, understanding people in the, in the beverage alcohol industry, understanding the importance of human connection and a, and a catalyst like a mustache to get people together and then doing the research on the importance of human connection and recognizing, oh my gosh, I think we actually need a movement in the world today that is focused on, on getting people connected because it truly does. doesn't matter whether you're young or old, whether you're rich or poor, you know, what culture you come from. The reality is spending more time with other people makes us happier and healthier. Yeah, and it's extremely refreshing from from a, like a a youth perspective seeing um, your generation or someone like yourself from your generation take that lead because I think that um, well for for many cases many many people in your generation just think that um, it, it's like it's not their problem to de- like to, to to take charge of right like you don't see change ma- in my point of view and in my in my work of in my sphere I see young change makers more than I see like change makers within your generation and I feel that for us growing up in a world where 
I can be connected to someone like yourself, Pete, it's so damn refreshing because we're not, we're not abandoned. Like you have heard us, you have taken measures and you have, you have stepped out of positions, out of very successful leadership positions to tackle something that is essentially a burden for, for our generation and for yours. But like, we're going to grow up in, like we have, so much ahead with 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 a lot that we need to address effectively and efficiently and without your expertise and leadership like without your expertise and in, in leading great teams that have ris- that have raised millions of dollars for other causes how can we potentially gain such tacit knowledge and making sure that we have the, 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 the arsenal to tackle on such important causes and i think that that is what really propelled me to you know dive in so much deeper with you as a on a personal level because i think that you know i'm i met so many people uh, or leaders but but when it comes to that personal empathetic approach i think you really stand out um and i just wanted to say that uh, because that's something that i i truly believe we need to harness when it comes to uh, digging deeper into characteristics of leadership and that brings me to the next question how how's how important is that in in today's world how important is empathy and becoming understanding um, as a as a leader in in any generation, whether it be youth or whether it be um, whether whether it be level executive leader? From your standpoint, yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting question, Ali, because uh, I, I think we have to look back and we have to understand that the challenges that we face today aren't something that was created in one day or one week or one month or one year. You know, this is the challenges that we face have been built over decades. And, you know, what I, I often say to this type of question is, you know, we lived in the greatest growth era in the history of the world from the Second World War to 2008. And in that time, people were being rewarded with bonuses and money and pay increases. And we all got addicted to, you know, more, more everything, more title, more ego, more money, more uh, more everything. And I think what's transitioned and why empathetic leaders have become so important is because, you know, and I'm a big Maslow's hierarchy fan. If you look at the most fundamental needs that we have as human beings, and I paraphrase uh, Maslow when I say mental and physical health and our social belonging, um, the reality is most businesses aren't paying the big bonuses. Most people, most uh, businesses aren't even giving pay raises of any significant amount. And people are unable to, to, um, to uh, reward themselves for working longer hours and going you know, the extra mile for a business anymore because they can't validate themselves with a bonus or a pay increase. So we're having to look deeper as human beings as to why am I spending all this work? I, Sorry, I lost you there, Pete. I lost you there. Can you hear me? Spent so many years focused on... Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, I lost you there. Can, can we repeat that again? We've spent so many years. Yeah, we've, we've spent so many years where we um, have been focused on making money and getting status and everything. And now we're at a time when we have to really find value intrinsically in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so young people today... Uh, aren't getting the bonuses and can't go and do, you know, the joke back in my day was, you know, if you weren't feeling good, you'd go do retail therapy. And if that didn't work, you went and, you know, got therapy. 
And the, the, the point being is that today people need to look deeper. Leaders need to understand that people are struggling with some of the most simple and basic elements of life. And therefore, you know, if you have a if you have a, an employee that you want to get the most out of, of that empathy and that compassion for the challenges that they may be facing, whether it's about their health, whether mentally or physically, whether it's a, a, a sense of belonging, whether it's the eight to ten hours they spend in the office, or for many people, it's when they go home and they're isolated. And alone when they go home on Friday night or every night when they go home, it's how can we as business leaders help young people facilitate the aspects of life that will make them happier and healthier. And I think that's really, uh, you know, if, if we're, if we're giving out trips and we're giving out tickets and all the fun things that many businesses used to reward their students with, but we're not taking, you know, care of the most basic necessities of life, then I think in often, oftentimes, you know, we may see some short lived happiness, but I don't think we're going to see, you know, fulfilled employees over the long term. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that certainly does not turn into a good uh, P&L statement over the long run, right? So. Yeah, you want, you want people to come in on Monday morning inspired to come back to work. I think the stats I read the other day uh, before I was doing a presentation at a corporation was um, 75% of Canadian employees are disengaged when they go to work every day. Well, as a business leader, if I told you that, you know, creating greater human connection in your workplace through lots of different means um, can increase your productivity, can increase uh, retention, trust, loyalty, engagement, collaboration, you know, all the things that every business leader is looking for today can be achieved by giving your staff the opportunity to connect face-to-face which actually makes everybody happy and healthier at the same time, I think most people would be surprised by it, again, because none of us were ever educated on this, because up until the early 2000s, we didn't have to. Social connection happened much more naturally before the advent of, uh, of technology the way it's in our lives today. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And how is the Genwell project? Let's let's dive into the Genwell project right now. How has that been a turning point in your life personally? And how, what is the mission of the Genwell project? And where do you see it growing into? And what's the ultimate vision of it? Yeah, it's uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to to share this message. Uh, the Genwell project is a human connection movement. Our mission is to make the world a happier and healthier place by reminding people about the importance of face-to-face social connection in their lives and inspiring them to do, most importantly, take action. Um, at the end of the day, we can all talk about, you know, the importance of talking to people and connecting with people. But if we don't take the action and we, give, we need to give people a catalyst like our Genwell Weekends, to get people to to take the action that we all want to. You know, Maslow told us that human connection is a human innate need that we all have. So we all want to do it. We know that the research now tells us that it's the single largest indicator of happiness in our life. It reduces anxiety and depression. It increases empathy, compassion, and resilience. You know, things that we're talking about here today. It strengthens our immune system and our self-confidence. It uh, and can increase your chances of living longer by up to 
So all of these benefits exist by just spending more time with people. And yet, Ali, I would suggest to you that the majority of our population doesn't know this information. Yeah. We've all been taught to go to the gym. We've been told that we should uh, eat better. You know, certainly the, the message about mental health over the last 20 years become more prevalent. So, you know, we should be taking on a mindfulness practice. Maybe it's yoga. Everybody needs to find their own way. Mm -hmm. But we still haven't really focused people on this important message, which may be one of the biggest indicators of happiness. If you're familiar with blue zones in the world, you know, the place in the world where people live the longest. They're not loaded with long-distance runners and vegetarians. The reason those people from the, from the research, <laughs> the reason that they live longer is because they're surrounded by a community of people love. who support them. Exactly. Love is the, the perfect word. Is, love. It's, about it's corny, but it's real. Like, and, it's yeah. not, and it's not soft. That, that's, 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 what I've, that's what my personal like, mission or my voice is, is primarily. I'm trying, trying to direct it at at, at reframing sort of what that means because love is not just like the the Romeo Juliet romantic sort of fantasy that love is unconditional love is love is uh, love is empathy love is compassion love is understanding that we all have a different um a, we all have different journeys but love love is the only thing that allows us to see this humanity within one another despite our differences and that's really sometimes when things get a bit too much p with our work stressors and our bills and you know whatnot we often forget that and and and, and it takes a moment uh, sometimes it takes a tragic moment when you sort of a loss or a tragic event or you take a step back and you're like oh what's all that worth and that acts as a reminder. I think, I think an interesting one and you know, the timing of this uh, podcast is uh, just after Kobe Bryant passed away uh, yeah. in his helicopter crash. And I think the real eye opener you saw, you know, you saw Shaq, you saw King James all talking about, the, they only said one thing that, that they, a couple things that they said after when they were doing the tributes. Number one was, how much they want to spend more time with their family and how quickly it can come to an end. Mm -hmm. And so whether you're rich or poor, if tomorrow comes and you're in a helicopter or frankly, you're just walking across the street and you haven't lived the life that you would be proud of, the, the life that you left an impact and left a legacy on the world that we're in, then really, what did you work all those hours for? I don't mean to cut this conversation, but I'd love to get you involved. Text our Q&A phone number now at plus one six four seven three seven zero two six six three. That's plus one six four seven three seven zero two six six three. Please make sure to send your questions so that Pete and all our other guests can answer them back on social media and on this podcast. All right, let's get back to it. And I think that's what a lot of people are waking up to is understanding, hey, this, this, this thing we call life can end very quickly, but, you know, live every day as happy as you can. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy every day, but surround yourself with the people who love you, as you say. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't agree with you more. It is love, but it doesn't always mean, you know, love in the, the sense we know it. It's about care and compassion. And by connecting with one another, 
when we understand each other, when we understand the challenges and the hurdles that each of us face, whether we're, whether we're an immigrant, whether we're young and we're facing challenges, whether we're old and we're isolated, whether we're in the workplace and we're stressed, we're all struggling in our own way. Mm. And one of the greatest things we can do to help people get through it is spend time and actually connect. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And let's let's talk about the February challenge, daily challenges that, uh, or the, the the month of February in the general project, because I know it's a very very um, interesting time that this podcast is also being uh, recorded in. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about why that is interesting and what is Genwell doing in February? Yeah, we were we were very lucky. Uh, at the end of last year, we were invited to brief a class at Centennial College here in Toronto, uh, who was looking to make a difference. The students wanted to choose some causes that they believed in and, uh, and create a PR campaign for them. The students of Centennial, there's uh, five students who built a program called Face to Face February for Genwell Project. And uh, the whole campaign is over the course of the 29 days of February, they're gonna challenge students across Canada and, and frankly, around the world, uh, because it's on social media, we're going to challenge people to take one action every day to increase their social connections. And the longer term goal is to help people get into the habit of building social connections in their lives. Because, you know, we know all the benefits to doing it. But again, what we need is sometimes the reminder or the catalyst to make it happen. So the students are, we're, we're five or six days into this campaign. The media attention that this campaign has got, uh, has received is off the charts like that they've created for not only Face to Face February, but the Genwell Project. And really, uh, we're so excited about the idea of what this is really becoming is a 12-month awareness campaign. And then on our two Genwell weekends, one in the spring and the fall, we want to act as the catalyst to get everyone from coast to coast in Canada, and hopefully as we grow here around the world, to use those weekends as a catalyst to make us all just think to ourselves, you know what, I haven't seen Ali, or I haven't seen my mom, or I haven't seen my grandparents, or I haven't seen my high school friends. Who is it that is on your long list of people that you've been meaning to see that you haven't made the time to make it happen. And if we can all do it at the same time, it makes it easier for everybody to do it. And it reduces the stigma of saying, you know, I'm struggling, I'm going through a bad time. And it gives everybody the excuse to say, I'm doing it because I want to be part of this global movement to make the world a happier and healthier place one face-to-face conversation at a time. Yeah, it definitely ties into a lot of mental health uh, related well conversations right because uh, i think what we're what we're enabling here as uh, as as a whole on behalf of the general uh, project is we're enabling conversations to really like ask about each other like beyond the professional world and and the whole purpose of this of the show is that, i mean the motto is in life and in business empathy always wins and mm. when you have those conversations beyond just well, how's work? How's how are your KPIs, et cetera, et cetera? And you start diving deep into well, are are you sleeping well? Like stuff like that, or are you are you taking good care of yourself? How have you how's your diet been? Or some people have conditions that you know we need to ask about. Everyone's different, but this allows people to feel a sense of belonging, and I think this truly 
when done at scale in organizations with true authentic leaders, this is where real change uh, lies ahead in, in my point of view. And I'd love your take on that. Uh, well, you know, if, if half of what you just said ever comes to fruition, Ali, then I think we will have made uh, a lasting impact on, on the world that we're living in. I just had the opportunity a couple days ago to do a podcast with, um, with McKay CEO forums. There's 1,100 CEOs that this podcast will be going out to, and we spoke about exactly what you just described. And really, it is about raising the awareness of all the CEOs across Canada. And, and I know that there's members from outside of Canada on that, in that uh, community as well. And if we can raise the consciousness of how simple just taking, you know, facilitating human connection amongst your staff is, I believe that we can go as deep as you're describing, which is getting people to actually connect. You know, you think of the meetings that we used to have, and again, maybe because you're, uh, you're young and still getting into your roles, you may not have experienced it. But when I was early in my career, if a meeting hadn't started yet, you would spend time talking to the people before the meeting started. Mm. And today, too often, you know, we go to our phones, we, we're texting and tweeting and reading emails, and we're not actually connecting with people as human beings. And when I speak at corporations, an exercise that I do is called the love game where I get people to partner up and I get them to tell the other person, people that they may or may not know closely in the office, and I ask them to tell each other what they love to do for 30 seconds outside of work. Because, because we're not taking the time to connect as human beings, most of us don't even know what we love to do or what the other person loves to do. Yeah. And now if I know that somebody loves to ski or maybe somebody loves to play guitar, or I just saw that Google has, a, has an orchestra uh, in their office and it came because all the employees kind of brought forward their talents and created an orchestra, which gives a community feel even at the workplace. Yes. But if we never take the time to actually get to know each other beyond the title that we have and the role we play in a job, how the heck will we ever know that you play guitar and I sing and somebody else plays the banjo and somebody else plays the glockenspiel. It doesn't, you know, those things don't happen in casual conversation. Mm, yeah. Harnessing the power of community is incredibly, incredibly important, especially in this digital era. And I think whoever manages to sort of overcome this challenge of bringing people together, uh, which is essentially why the general project exists, right? Once that challenge can be, can can be fixed and can really 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 be honed down into uh in, into bringing people together i think this is when we'll discover way more talents than we do have right now right the power of collaboration has proved to be extremely exponentially more powerful and um yeah i just i, I really wanted to say like thank you because i think that people like you with connections that you've built over uh, a lifetime uh, of a successful career that enables more people to feel that maybe it's okay uh, for CEOs that, you know, are within your generation as well to, when they look at you, they see someone that has done something, perhaps they may feel that they want to be a part of, but they couldn't activate and initiate it. So I, I always, always, always look at, especially when I, when I speak to you, I always feel that 
I'm not just proud. I can see someone who has done something that many of 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 of, of the people in your in the same position you were in your generation haven't had the I wouldn't say the courage to do, but haven't had it in them to insinuate it. So I really want to take the time and say I genuinely thank you, and I really respect you as 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 a, as a human being for all that you stand for as well, on and off record. Ali, that is, uh, that's very kind of you to say. I, I will say two things. I, I have certainly had bosses in the past who have told me that, you know, volunteering your time at the office or being part of the social committee is only something for the juniors to do and that as you make your way up, you shouldn't do that. And when I, when I had that said, told to me, you know, a couple decades ago, I believed it. I believed that, you know, doing the things that brought people together wasn't, wasn't my job. And the reality is what I recognize now is that it's everybody's job mm. because I love, the, I love the term community care. You know, we're all used to going to a doctor one-on-one. That's how we've been brought up. It's all about individual care. You know, we've created a society and where we've all looked out for our own best interests. And I think what we're starting to see is the importance of communities coming together for our health, for our happiness, and for all the aspects there. But what I will also say, just on top of that experience, is this doesn't this hasn't been easy, and I only tell this in 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 uh, in support of every other person out there who's tried to to start something new, who's tried to lead. You know, whether it's a movement, whether it's starting up a uh, a new project, whether you know entrepreneurs of all sorts. When you lead, it is not easy because you are often alone, you're often isolated, and I jokingly say I'm the guy who started the loneliness and isolation, you know, a campaign to combat it, who ended up lonely and isolated. And, you know, the key is to keep reinforcing this message for people and to recognize it's not, you know, oftentimes we think of loneliness and isolation as the person who's in their basement pounding away on a computer instead of thinking that it could be the CEO, it could be, you know, the successful leader, it could be the young mother, it could be, you know, the the guy driving in the car beside you who gets angry at you, you know, it could be literally, it could be the student that you're sitting beside in class. It can be all of us. It could be the senior that's whether they're living at home or whether they're living in a retirement house. We can all feel lonely and isolated at times. And the power of human connection, we all need to hear for our own health. But maybe, maybe more importantly than anything else, it's understanding the impact that we can have just by reaching out to somebody else and saying, hey, Ali, you want to go for a coffee? I'd love to get caught up and see how you're doing. And that really is about the empathy that you're talking about on this podcast, because that is about thinking beyond ourselves, which is at a time when it's tougher than ever to make our way in life, whether that's financially, whether that's finding work, whether that's own home ownership, whether that's, you know, paying the bills and putting food on the table or being part of social, you know, hip social networks. It is tougher than ever before, especially for young people like yourself. And what older people, you talked about this a little bit earlier before, we are all in this together. If older people don't actually step up and help you stay connected and, and give you guidance and mentor, then, you know, it's going to be really tough on our young generation. So if there's a message I have for anybody who's got a career, who's done the years, who's been in the meetings, it's make the time to mentor young people because it's 
it is a tougher world. coaching to help people work their way through the challenges I think can make the difference between true happiness and fulfillment and can you repeat you know, that again Pete because we lost you there for a bit can you repeat that I just said I you know for any any person who already has a career who's already you know achieved some success in their life make the time to connect with a young person and provide them the guidance and direction that will make their life a little bit easier because they've got some clarity and they know the do's and don'ts because it's a tougher world today than it's ever been before for young people because of the distraction, because of the pace and because of the pressures that we're under, you know, I, I don't want to run on here, but when I was a kid, the only people I competed with were the five or six people I could see out my front door today. Young people, frankly, all of us are com competing with the world because on social media, we can follow every celebrity, every superstar, every business leader, you know, and every friend that we've met in our whole lives. It is a much bigger world and a much more competitive world if you don't take it and understand what it is. That's all a facade for many people, and therefore, you don't need to compete with that. The only person you need to compete with is yourself. Couldn't have sealed that better myself. Honestly, that was very well said. Now we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna hop into the fireball segment, and this is where we get a little bit personal. I hope you don't mind. This is uh, help. Hit yeah. me up. I'm ready. This I'm ready. is where I actually enjoy getting personal. All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna adjust my timer on my phone for a minute, and I have already some pre-prepared uh, questions that I'll be asking you. And this is just a, a fun segment for our audience to get a little bit more of an understanding of who you are. So are you ready? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right. Start. What is your biggest fear, Pete? Uh, my biggest fear is failure. What is your favorite sport? Hockey. Who is your favorite athlete? Um, yeah, it's funny. I'll say, I'll say, well, actually, I'll say the entire Toronto Maple Leaf team um, because I'm just a fan of the sport versus individuals. Favorite motivational speaker? Favorite motivational speaker? Um, uh, I actually, I've never seen 30 seconds. Him. Yeah, I would say Tony Robbins. Biggest role model? Uh, biggest role model is my, my mom. Money or fame? Sorry, what was that one? Money or fame? Money or fame? Yeah. Neither, to be honest with you. Purpose. <laughs> Song that best describes your life? Uh, oh my God. Ali, I'm a, my, my favorite singers are Blue Road, like a band, Blue Rodeo. Favorite James movie, favorite Taylor. movie. Favorite movie, uh, you know, crazy. I'd say Jungle Book, a kid's <laughs> uh, animated movie. All right, that was it. That was time up. How'd you feel? <laughs> well, I, I'm terrible. I like trivia. I'm terrible at because I, I, my 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 recall is slow. So I'm just you know, that's a tough one. All right, no, but that was good. I, I've I haven't done it with. Uh, no, I haven't done it yet with uh, with with anyone out of uh, out of our generation. No. So that was the first time I would I would have done it with uh, with someone of your generation, Pete. That was actually good. That was good. Somebody old like me. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. You're young in spirit. All right. The next part is the reflection segment. So I'm going to ask you 
if you could, if you could go back in time, what's one thing you would tell your 15 year old self uh, that you uh, would have done, uh, or something that you know right now that you would tell your 15 year old self to sort of better guide them throughout their life? You know, I know this sounds a little bit uh, hokey. But what I would say is, uh, don't worry, it's going to be okay. And, and, and I say that because I lost my father when I was 13. Mm. And, uh, and I was overweight as a kid. So I was certainly, you know, facing, you know, some, some, uh, some I, 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 you know, call it bullying, but really more it was just people making fun uh, of me. Um, so I went through some challenging times as a kid. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I love the line that somebody once said to me, which is so far I'm on, it, it, the, the quote was, so far I'm 100% forgetting through all the things in life that I thought were going to kill me. Oh, I like that. I like that. And, and, and the reality is, as long as we're still here, as long as we wake up on the right side of the ground, then, you know, it's a good day. And what we all need to do is just keep moving forward and doing the very best we can and understanding that at the heart of all of us, we're good people trying to, to do what we can to, to, to move forward. Yeah, I, I truly believe that with humanity. I don't th I think we're all good people at our core. Uh, sometimes our beliefs are just a little bit off, but, but, but at our root core, if you were to reverse that videotape of ours and put us back into our ba baby state, we are all just like, kid, like child spirits. Like that's what I truly believe. And that's why I think that, um, you know, even I was discussing that on a podcast today as well. I was invited on, and even when, um, when 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 CIA's and 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 NYPD's like or, or, or police enforcements are in intense uh, hostage negotiations, there are ways to speak to people that are the, the adversaries, and in in a tone and 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 just put emotional intelligence on steroids through using tonality and through using characteristics that are so subconscious yet they tap into that sort of spirit that I'm talking to you about which just proves the point that at our root core even even the most dangerous people in the world they are they are good people and I know that sounds really wacky and I hope that doesn't doesn't come out in the wrong way but if if if, if the message sort of It comes out here with with what I'm trying to say. I hope that that makes sense. Well, I think I think we all know that when we're born, you know, there's no two year old kid that's evil. Yeah, you know, so something happens to us in our lives that makes us uh, see the world in a different way, and that really, as much as we can look at the individual and say, "Oh, well, you screwed up" or "You did something wrong," the reality is. You know, what has society created in a world where we allow people to go down these paths and to get to places where they, the only option or choice is to be violent or evil or to, you know, kill, rob, steal, whatever the example is, the, you know, we, we need, and I love your podcast and I love the title of the podcast because I think empathy is you know, one of the most important things that we can all build more of. Mm. And I don't think there's been enough, not only research, well, there's lots of research on it, but I think what we need to do is, again, it's about creating the catalyst. And I think that's why I love having you as an ambassador for the GenWell Project, is if we can create more people, 
if we can create more connections of people who've been meaning to get connected, whether that's with a next door neighbor, whether that's with a professor, whether that's with, uh, uh, you know, an extended family member that you haven't seen in a while, or maybe it's, you know, even seeing a long lost brother that you haven't seen in a while, whoever it is, if we can catalyze people to connect with people that they really wanted to see and they know that they'll feel better after seeing them, I think we will create a happier and healthier society yeah. and we all win. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't just about the impact it has on you or me. It's the impact on the person that you connect with. Yeah. You know, if you make them happier and you make them healthier, then, you know, now you go and connect with three people and now you've made an impact on three people. And so it happens, you know, one drop of it's one drop of water at a time, and all of a sudden we have a tsunami of human connection happening. And who knows the impact that we could have on ourselves, on our community, and frankly, on the world if we can, you know, make the Genwell Project and our Genwell Weekends, you know, uh, uh, if we can catalyze people to actually think more proactively about reaching out and getting connected. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll speak for myself here, but like I have definitely felt, um, I'll, I mean, before we uh, before we even introduced each other um, at, the, at that event at TechTO, I think that I've been actually putting, investing a lot more of my energy into uh, calling people, um, making sure I'm making sure that I I build a support system. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, and 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 the confidence that I feel just now is substantial and then my skill sets haven't changed and and when we talk about connection face-to-face interactions like i i could say that 60 percent of my interactions were face-to-face but a good 40 percent weren't but that connection made all the difference and 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 i'm sure if 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 my connect if my face to face interactions were eighty or ninety percent, I would have felt extremely more of what I'm feeling right now, right? Because face to face is like talking on steroids, right? It's like connecting on a on the human interaction level that we as human beings were formed to connect via, right, or, or through face to face interactions. I was going to say, there's a reason why they say that the idle mind is the devil's workshop. And, you know, when we are alone and we're isolated, you know, self-talk is something that can create a lot of negative uh, emotions for us. We don't tend to tell ourselves that we're attractive and, and doing well and successful and social. And we tend to find the faults in our lives. And the wonderful thing about connecting with other people is... A, they help put context around those challenges that you might be, you know, self, uh, self, uh, selecting in, in, in your thoughts, but it also helps you find solutions. It helps you build the resilience. So spending time with other people helps keep you on the surface of the water versus when we isolate ourselves, some of the negative habits that we go into. So yeah, I agree. It's amazing that you already had 60% of your relationships or connections face to face, because I think that is a really powerful starting spot. And the fact that you've increased it because you've heard the message of the Genwell project, that's that's inspiring and really validating for me. Thank you. No, I, I, I completely, completely am aligned. Um, uh, you know, I think I think the, the most important thing is to align your core values to to something that 
it's essentially something that you'll pass on to generations and because that technology isn't going to go anywhere we are here to stay and we are here to thrive and i think that we need to know understand the 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 the, the hurdles that uh, that are going to challenge our generations yet to come and i think this is a great starting point and we're just starting here um the seed is yet to flourish and there's so many people and there's so many networks and communities that need to nourish that that that, that message and yeah I, i totally am aligned and um now i just don't want to get off course because we have one section left on the on the on the show and that's the legacy right. question so yep. in 50 years time what would be the title what would be your self-titled book if you were to write one and what would be written on the back matter of the book well um It would certainly be about, um, you know, the title that I have at the Genwell Project is Chief Connection Officer. And I think that could be a great title for, you know, the impact that I hope to have with this movement um, over the course of the next 10, 20, 30 years, however long I'm around. And by sharing the information and the facts And, and providing the catalyst to get people to actually do the thing that makes makes them happier and healthier. The greatest, you know, when I ran Movember, you know, people would often say to me, hey, you must be really proud that you've made so much money. And my response to them was always, no, that's not what inspires me. That's not what I'm most proud of. What I'm most proud of is the individual who comes up to me and says, thank you, you made a difference in my life. Or to the hundred men who went to that program or the piece of research that supported this group of people. You know, the, the real value is not in funds raised. The real value is not in, you know, is not in the ego, but the real Mind's value changed. is actually having somebody else say to you, thank you. You made a difference in my life. That's, mm. that's the legacy. If I had, you know, a few hundred people who were inspired by this movement and changed their habits because they understood the, the important message that we're sharing, that's, that's the type of legacy that I'd like to leave. Thank you, Pete. That was absolutely solid. I, I wish I had anything more to add on my end, but I think that uh, the road is, uh, is a very, very, very exciting one. And I'm, I'm genuinely hand and heart honored, honored to step on the road step on that journey with you so thank you well ali it's honestly it's great to uh, to do this with you and i'm excited to have you on the journey with us and you know together we will make the world a happier and healthier place one face-to-face conversation at a time I'd like to say thank you, Pete, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode with Pete Bombaki. In case you missed it, text your questions at plus one six four seven three seven zero two six six three. That is plus one six four seven three seven zero two six six three. Also, make sure to tell your friends to join and subscribe the show, and we will also be making sure to share this week's best review on Apple Podcasts on the first minute of next episodes with yet an incredible guest on the show. Without further ado, I'd love to say thank you guys for listening and taking the time and engaging with us on social media because without your support, this wouldn't have been possible. I'd love to leave you with our show's motto that in life and in business, 
empathy. True empathy and compassion always win.